hey hey normally you know i like to upload my episodes on monday because mondays are my favorite day but since i am kind of on well not really kind of i am on a social media fast from facebook and twitter at least for lent so i wanted to make sure i uploaded something today so that i can share it on all of the internets and we can get this sunday word in together first of all thank you so much for all the love that you have shown me this year in season two of the more than a mommy podcast if this is your first time tuning in Hey, I am Nikia, and I am so excited to use this platform as a way to continue to share the message of truth, hope, inspiration, and of course, gather us together all in one. Um, And today I really wanted to talk to you briefly, but hopefully it hits your core deeply, as deeply as it hit mine. Um, I have, I think I alluded to this When I was talking in previous episodes with Janelle, but I am going through a very unique season right now, one that is continually um, kind of unfolding. So I'm just waiting for every good news, every piece of good news to drop before I kind of explain to you how great God is um, and how also the little raggedy enemy tries us. But the highlight will be on God's glory and his goodness. But I just was thinking in my own life as I started to experience this current season about how like, you know, we can shout about God. We talk about God. We talk about how good he is when he blesses us. And I agree, of course, we are supposed to be excited and revel in everything that God has for us. But we don't really have that same energy when things are not going well. We rarely talk about, oh, girl, uh, XYZ happened. That was something that might be considered negative, but God is good. But if we get like a check in the mail, we can't wait to text somebody about God is good. And so I wanted to talk about how we got to keep the same energy when we are in the mountaintop and when we are in the valley. No, seriously, though, if you felt a little conviction in your spirit, that is good because I want us to understand that God is still God and somebody who is near and dear to my heart as she was encouraging me recently. She was like, "Um, how are you going to be victorious if you ain't never overcame anything? I don't think she said it like that, but, you know, I wanted to really take it down to the streets. But in all seriousness. Really, you can't call yourself a winner if you've never won anything. You can't say that you know how God will bring you through if you've never been through anything. And the thing is, we have to stop pretending like his goodness is circumstantial. Like God is good, not because we are feeling his blessings. We are feeling his favor. We are operating in his mercy. God is just good because he's good. And when we keep that same energy at the top, when we are going and going and thriving and winning, as we do when we are down, when the storm is raging, when our hearts are broken, that is the key 
to really unlocking not only his blessings, not only a deeper relationship with him, but also the next level of understanding not e- of yourself. Because sometimes I think we look at ourselves in ways that are so limited and we think, oh, I can't handle that. And we kind of limit ourselves. And in doing that, we limit who God can be for us. Of course, I'm not saying, hey, Jesus, please knock me down, tear me up. Of course, I'm not saying that. However, the truth of the matter is when you keep living and you keep operating in this gift of life, tragedies will come. Tragic things will occur either to you, to someone you love, or to someone who you love loves. It's going to be a given. And we can't stop that. In fact, the Bible says when tragedies come, not if they come. So, you know, if Jesus is telling us something, he's very clear about what he's saying and very intentional about his words. And if he uses the word when, that means we need to get ready. We don't need to be surprised when things happen and then don't know what to do. That's when you got to read the Bible, baby. I'm not going to go into that. Mm Mm-mm. But you got to read your Bible, read your Bible. So yeah, there's my very um spirited encouragement, but serious. You really have to know the word because if you don't know the word, you don't know who God is. And if you don't know who God is, you subsequently don't know who you are and what you can actually endure, overcome, actually thrive through. And the thing is like, We have to remember that the word is literally the foundation for everything. I remember one of the singers at my church recently, she said something before she was about to sing. She was like, you know, this was on my heart. God put this on my heart. Please do not allow your Bible to be an accessory to your Christianity. And it is so true. If you think about it, your Bible should not be an optional part of your walk. Yes, it's great when we get encouraged on Sundays. Yes, it's great when we get a quick word um, from the Bible app even. Or if we are following the best Christian influencers or pastors there are and they share that post and you like it and share it, might even save it. All of that's good. None of it's a substitute for you actually digging into the word of God. Yes, it's not that hard. Like, I mean, literally digging into the word of God. Open up your Bible, read the words. That's all you have to do. If you want to start in Psalms, start in Psalms. If you want to start in Proverbs, start in Proverbs. If you really want to get juicy, start in Revelation. Start in Genesis if you want to go from the beginning to the end. The bottom line is you have to be intentional about knowing the word of God so that you can know how to move when things happen in your life. So I really do not want to be here long today. The message I want to drive home is that there will be things that occur in our lives that feel like we are being punished. The point number one that I want to really make sure you understand is that every obstacle is not from God, but it is also not from the enemy. So it is important that we discern where things are coming from so that we can know how to respond. 
If I give you an example of sickness, a lot of people, and this is something we need to dispel. So when I share this with you, I need you to share this with somebody else in real time. There are a lot of people when they get sick, they'd be like, oh, Lord Jesus, if it's in your will, please let me be well. I had to learn this myself. If you look at the the work of Jesus himself when he was here for these three years, and if you look at the work of God before and after Jesus, healing was a number one priority. Jesus never used sickness to teach somebody a lesson. He used the healing. So we need to stop saying, if it is in your will, we know his will. If we know his word, God wants us to be made well. God wants us to be whole. I love listening to Gloria Copeland. One of my sorors actually put me on to her. She talks about this a lot. And it was like a light bulb went on. She was saying the same thing. Like God does not need to use your sickness to teach you a lifelong lesson. If that was the case, he wouldn't have healed those lepers. He wouldn't have stopped that lady from bleeding. You know, he wouldn't have healed the blind's eyes. He wouldn't have raised people from the dead. Jesus loves healing. God gets the glory when we are well. So if an obstacle comes that is not in alignment with God's heart, his character, or his word, then you know it's not from him. Jesus doesn't send sickness to you. So as soon as something happens that is, an al- is not in alignment with God's word, you have to know that's from the enemy. Now we know what we're working with. Then you can start to rebuke that. But please understand point number one. You have to know what is from the Lord and what is from the enemy so that you can know how to respond to it. Point number two. When you are in those situations and you figured out, okay, I know where this is from. I know what I have to do. Of course, you have to go to God in prayer. Of course, you need to find the word of God to align with his will over your life and start to speak over that. Of course, you need to rebuke the enemy. But while this hard thing is happening, please, please, please do not forget your praise. This is how we keep the same energy. So if you imagine like, You got the job of your dreams. You just had a beautiful, healthy baby. You just got married. Uh, Think of anything good. You just got one of the lottery. You just went on a beautiful trip. Think of how great you would feel, how much praise you give to God in those moments. That same exuberance needs to occur when you experience tragedy, when you are battling depression, when you are dealing with sickness or illness, when you have a loss in any capacity. I know it's going to sound crazy to encourage you to have that same type of crazy faith, crazy praise, crazy worship during the hardest moments of your lives, but I am a living witness to tell you that that's the only way that you will make it out. That is the only way you will keep your sanity. And that is the only way that you will give God the glory that you say you give him when times are going well. I feel in my spirit that I am stepping on toes, but you know what? It's like a good type of step on toes. It's not like, oh, child, you trifling. It's like, oh, child, we know better and now we are going to do better because the last thing that we want to do is be able to praise God when things are good and then show him that we are fake. You know, show him that that praise was really temporary because we with you when you're good, God, but uh. 
when things are shaky. Oh no, like you don't ever want to be that type of Christian believer, child of God, whatever you want to call it, because he doesn't want us to be like that house that is swayed, swayed by all the rocky and shaky situations. We have to have our solid foundation in who we believe that Jesus is. If we are singing about him being a way maker and a miracle worker and a promise keeper, then we got to keep that same energy when it applies to our lives. Through our tears, can we still praise him? Through our pain, can we still declare his word over our lives? That's what I'm talking about today. And so when you think about this, I just want you to know that what we see, what our eyes see are temporary. That's another truth that if we just ingest that fully and allow it to slowly just move through our veins, it will really bless us during difficult times. Because the reason sometimes why we're so distraught is because of the impact of what we see, what we experience, what we are feeling and going through in the now. God is way bigger than that. God knew us before we were formed and he knows us after we are gone from this earth. Jeremiah 29, 11, right? He already knows. He didn't say, "Um, for I think about you all the time. For I might know a couple plans. No, he knows the thoughts he has for us. Plans for hope and a future. So that can apply to any and everything in your life if you allow it to be like, you know, allow yourself to be a recipient of it. We can't just be like, you know, readers of the words, even sharers of the words. We have to be doers and believer of what we read in his word. It does not apply to when things are going well only. It applies at all times. God is an unconditional God. His love is unconditional. His word is unconditional and he is never changing. So, you know, I'm going to wrap up here because I know that this is a lot to chew. And some people like to listen to things more than once so they can really like let it sink in. But, you know, my encouragement really is simple. I guess it's more so of a question, like, are you allowing yourselves to still trust God when you receive devastating news? Will you still trust him when everything is going wrong? Are you able to allow yourself to still trust him when your hope is deferred, when it seems to be lost? And like Job's wife said, everything is convincing you to just curse God and die. I'm not talking about those little play play situations where, ow, my friend is no longer my bestie. Of course, you know, you know, I love friendships. I'm not playing light about that. But losing a friend versus like losing a loved one at loved one physically or losing your health or losing your job. Those are two different levels. I'm talking about when you are deep in the pit, when you are in the den with the lion, can you still trust God? Of course, I hope your answer is yes. I hope that you realize even in the midst of your storm, not when the storm's over and you're thinking about it and like, oh, God brought me through. My challenge is in the middle of it, in the eye of the storm, that you realize that God's goodness is not 
ever going to be altered by your circumstances. I hope you understand that he loves you so much and that though he may not have even sent the storm, he can absolutely use that storm and check this out. He has the power to tell it to cease. That's the God that we serve, okay? Even though the enemy be trying us, he be trying to throw a little jab here, throw a little jab here, trying to take you out so that you don't operate in your purpose so that you forget who you are and whose you are. We serve a God that can fall asleep during a storm and still will wake up See that it's not a big deal, but see that you're tripping and humor you enough to say, hey, stop. Tell the storms to cease. That's the type of God we serve. I hope you know that he is rooting for you and that he already sees you on the other side of this tribulation. We can't allow our faith to work only when things are going in our favor, not when things are going good. No, we really can't do that. And I'm encouraging us and challenging us to go higher. And I'm saying us because I'm in this right with you. You know, I say that very often. We are in this together. At some point in life as believers, we're going to reach a point where we have to choose faith even when our hearts are broken, even when our minds can't comprehend why this thing is happening to us, his good and faithful servants, because Jesus is not surprised by anything that happens. But if Jesus isn't surprised, we can trust that we will be all right, because Romans 8, 28 says, you know with me, right? Because <laughs> we Bible believers over here. <laughs> you know, for we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. The key word in that thing is all, A-L-L, but also the word that we don't pay attention to and that we really don't stand on is no, K-N-O-W. We have to know that everything, no matter what it looks like, is going to give God glory in our lives if we allow it to, if we operate in obedience, if we don't give up. Am I suggesting that this will be easy? Of course not. Of course not. Am I suggesting that you will not have moments where you need your prayer partners and your village to hold you up, to stop you from sinking? Of course, I'm not suggesting that. That's absolutely probably going to happen. (laughs) And I also can tell you that you are going to make it out. And then the enemy's going to be mad. I'm convinced that the enemy does not have like brain cells and he doesn't have the ability to think logically. Because my thing is, Especially when it comes to me, like I'm thinking personally here, I'm out here minding my business and now you want to keep, not you, but the, the foolish one, keep messing with me, tampering with me, poking and prodding and trying to take me out and you know where I'm from. You know that now you are starting to not only bother me and irritate me, you think you knocked me down, but now, boo-boo, now, boo-boo, Gary, Indiana is about to come out and show you G-I till I D-I. I'm a gangster in Christ. So now you want to mess with me and now I'm going to go harder. Now I'm going to make sure that my purpose is not something that is ever 
um, like, you know, I'm getting hyped up. Can you tell ever something that's able to be pushed to the side? It's not even optional anymore. So now I'm going to make sure that I am using my voice to reach other people to make sure that they know who they are in God, because now you got me messed up, fam. So if you want to keep messing with me, I'm going to keep pushing back and you're going to keep losing over and over and over again because you've already lost when Jesus died on the cross. So I'm just really convinced that he doesn't have the ability to think logically. Because if you just think in the physical, right? If you get beat up once, that hurts. Ouch. Stings your ego. Stings your body. Don't really want to mess with that person again. But he continues to underestimate the demon bullies. And I think I got that from Sarah Jakes Roberts. The demon bullies on earth. So now... He's just going to have to keep losing. And that is why I really want to share this. Um, I don't want to say message, but this podcast episode with you all today, because now we got to be out here winning. I want you to win. I want you to know if you are going through something, if you know someone who is going through something, send this to them right away, right away today and let them know that like, nope, the devil is a liar. The devil can try, but he will never win because he already lost. The fight is fixed. So I want you to be encouraged today. Please just remember that you are a winner. You will never lose because God is in you. Definitely read your Bible. Always stay prayed up and get you some people around you that know the Lord for real, for real. Like when you are in the fight for your life, you can't be playing with anybody. You can't just be like out here with people who are, you know, kind of straddling the fence. No, you have to have some Bible believers, some real faith walking like they talk at people around you. And please do not allow yourself to go through it alone because the enemy is very crafty and isolation is one of his tricks. He wants you to think that you are going through things by yourself so that you don't have any support, but God made us to um, operate together. Before you go, I want to share the word with you because I think my friend uh, Leah actually sent me this and it has been one of the foundational scriptures for me in the last month or so. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 10. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So allow God to be made strong in you today. Allow your faith to be stronger than it was yesterday and allow your mind to be renewed and know that you got this. Speak over yourself and understand that the storm has to end someday. Okay, y'all. Bye. Love you.